Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ankler Hot Seat Podcast. Uh, I am not Janice Min. That is uh, breaking news. Uh, but rather, I am Sean McNulty, who does the Wake Up Daily Morning Newsletter here at the Ankler. Uh, it is myself today and Mr. Richard Rushfield, of course, who's fresh back from the uh, Canadian air. Hey, Richard, how are you doing? How are you doing? Good to, good to see you. Good to, good to be back on uh, home soil just in time for the M- Emmy's excitement. <laughs> uh, remember, you can subscribe to The Ankler at theankler.com and you get our full suite of newsletters and podcasts. And of course, uh, follow us on Twitter and the socials at, uh, at The Ankler. Nice and easy. All right, Richard, we are the morning after the Emmys, uh, where, of course, all voting members watched all 496 TV series in the past year, I'm sure, to uh, hand out the awards to the best ones. This morning as well, uh, the, the rap just uh, put an alert out that NBC and the Golden Globes are very close to announcing their new deal for a show in January. Uh, are we excited about this show coming back? You know, should some things have been left in the pandemic? Uh, what, what is your state this morning kind of hearing that news, having just sat through the Emmys last night? I mean, just having just come off three hours of Emmys, the one thing we all need in life is more award shows. That's uh, the, the fear that between now and uh, February, we might have a weekend where we don't watch a award show for three and a half hours is, is devastating. So, uh, so hot. yeah, that said, uh, as, as a pure, purely as a viewer here, okay. uh, nothing else. The, if you had to pick, pick one show that you want to actually watch in this whole, uh, slog to, to Oscars, uh, the golden globes would have been it. So, yeah, and I think uh, the it, Emmys even tried to incorporate you know, they put the bar in last night and, you know, kind of they, you know, there was a 7,000 seat theater, which they kind of shrunk mm-hmm. down to a, a Globes-esque table, you know, format. It was interesting to see them kind of uh, maybe not no, an homage to a, a Globes setup, but a little bit of that spirit. Did you pick that up? Was that yeah. I, I mean, the Globes, I think, is what everyone's been tr- trying to imitate all this time. They've, they've <laughs> right. all been... The, the the intimacy of it, the drunkenness of it, and and uh, the informality is is uh, what everyone's tried to replicate, and no one's no one's done it uh, very well because uh, it, it, there, there's something about you. I mean, you're still in a big room with all these stars and handlers and publicists and assistants and producers running all around with lots of very bright lights on you all the time. So it's 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 really hard to make that too intimate and. Uh, the the globes has a space that allows you to at the front there create sort of a, a false sense of things um yeah the immediacy. Also, also going back to a time when people didn't take the globes that seriously so they could unwind and 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 uh and all that but um i, I don't think anyone's any any attempt to replicate that has been so the the the, Oscar, the train station oscar was the uh right the, right the, the worst attempt at that yeah but they're they're back so they're back and come january 10th i think uh, as the date so uh be there uh so uh, richard you know we always take a little more an executive view to the uh to the business certainly so in the executive emmys last night i'd say casey Bloys definitely uh was the name that i heard the most from from uh from the winners i guess is that was that your kind of takeaway that he's the he's not the winner of the executive yeah Emmys? casey Bloys and francesca orsi got there yeah Got their screen time there, uh, def- <clears throat> so much so that that Mike White on his third uh, Emmy had to had to uh, acknowledge that he had to, uh, he had failed to to thank them before. So uh, so wanted to get them in 
again um yeah you you heard a lot of their name you you didn't hear a lot of thanks to uh to ted and and bella there uh uh or, the squid game uh is where the actor made a specific shout out to ted that was the one that that i caught but yeah that was the only time i heard his name uh, not that netflix won as many awards last night which also is a factor certainly but uh yeah ted got the yeah. one and I didn't hear much i uh, didn't hear peter rice's name or anybody specifically at hulu per se or uh apple was thanked in aggregate but i did you know it's funny how just the the names you hear from people and the maybe the the ones you don't i don't know yeah it's interesting i mean i i, I guess casey Blaze has more associated himself with the success of these shows and and, and um, you have a feeling when you're with HBO, you have a, you have a real defender and, and someone who's championed the show and you're part of some sort of, you're, they, it, it is amazing that, uh, you know, decades on in the HBO journey, you still have, you, people have shows on the network, they still feel like they're part of something special and something and something bigger that you don't necessarily feel at, uh, at, at any of the other places. Yeah, and that's just evidence right away. Where it's you know HBO famously was always you know very talent most talent friendly, and it's just uh, interesting how that really you know shows up in an occasion like this where uh, maybe other places you know not that they're not talent friendly, but it's just a, a curious thing to uh, to certainly observe. And HBO certainly won a lot of a lot of awards last night as Mike White got his third and <laughs> rectified <laughs> rectified his omission. And interesting to note, um, a few interesting things about who got the awards, but. Um, when we're talking about the the these sorts of awards that um, that that the the shows that Emmy chooses to honor, you have the three big awards last night for White Lotus, uh, Succession, and uh, Ted Lasso. Yep. Um, all of them to varying degrees about uh, three series about rich people. Um, uh, two of them about very rich people, and right. and uh, Ted Lasso with some very rich people and some only moderately there, there might be upper middle class people in middle, ted lasso yeah. <laughs> um some snuck in and uh and, and three shows about two two of them uh succession and ted lasso about people that work in media specifically if if you if you want to get an emmy uh perhaps a show about extremely rich people who work in media might be might be a shortcut uh, i don't know how the morning show wasn't uh cleaning up here i guess they gotta they gotta get on that yeah, exactly <laughs> um but there's also you know it, there was one thing there was zero mention of last night was the country's most popular show uh not that it wasn't nominated which it was not was uh yellowstone i didn't hear it in a joke i didn't even hear it as name uttered during a three-hour ceremony celebrating uh, what people love about television. Um, curious that it wasn't even mentioned in a, you know, in a, I, in a I, I, think joke. There, I think there was one montage of, uh, of it was a clip. Of, was it a clip? Uh, okay. Exposure. You had, you had like a, a five second glimpse of, uh, mm. of, of Kevin Costner there um, <laughs> in, in, in the, uh, in the beginning there, but with no, no words and no title. That was, that was, that was the biggest nod to it. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, Emmy likes what they like and they consider that the, the entire world. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I'd imagine that, that probably any CBS sitcom has more viewers than, um, than succession does, but, uh, yeah. I, I say that totally ignorantly, but, uh, but, but that's probably well, true. Well, yeah, I'm confident in that one. You had one, um broadcast kid that was allowed to sit at the cool kids table last night with 
with uh, with Abbott Elementary that got a couple oh, awards, right. and uh, somehow that 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 is that is allowed with the cool kids, even though it's uh, it's it's a broadcast show, but uh, none others certainly, <laughs> certainly not. Uh, so you know, coming out of the show, you know, who do you think got a if anybody got a you know a boost from the show? Is there any heat coming off of this of a show? You know the 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 second award for Ted Lasso, right. Succession's already won. You know, it's, it's lovely, but it's not going to necessarily help out those shows. Is there anybody whose career or show you think has a little more heat coming out of last night for the industry or at large? I mean, it's a, it's 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 a little strange because um, the because the big the the big awards largely were repeating their their awards from last year, which is a interesting habit of uh, of the Emmys to just give right. the same show. The prize time and again that's 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 definitely a way to boost excitement uh for your show um but again they they, they like what they like and they don't and uh that's all there is to it you know for for hbo still 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 the one coming out on top uh it doesn't hurt especially as they go from celebrating this great victory to uh massive layoffs today so yeah uh, that's the other breaking news uh you know breaking news but yes this morning the the the, the Warner Brothers discovery uh cuts mainly in the ad sales group seems like that's coming this week so they waited until we're kind of were uh heard about it back in june and kind of figured it'd be in the third quarter and third quarter has about two weeks left so we were kind of waiting to see and apparently they didn't want that to the cloud a big Emmy night uh, at HBO, but it seems like that may have may have been a factor. Yeah, I mean, I think beyond that, Mike White could do anything he wanted in Hollywood right now. <laughs> True. Uh, how, how do you say uh, the elementary? The creator. Of- Abbott Elementary, yeah, Quinta Brunson. Yeah. Um, I, I I think I think both of them could uh, could could write their own ticket, uh, certainly in television, uh, in any way any way they want right now. Um, and uh, for Netflix, uh, awards continues to be a struggle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, with TV, it's different, you know, there's, there's cycles to it where, you know, they had the crown and last year, this year, there was no season of the crown. So, you know, a lot of this stuff, it's not like the movies where everybody's the same shot every year, or even a, you know, a sports league where everybody plays the season and it's over, you know, TV does not equal from year to year. You're like, you know, used to be broadcast TV, every show came back every year. And now it's these shows can be go away for, you know, the year, year and a half at a time sometimes. And then, you know, it just changes the whole fortune for a given streaming service or a network, you know. But you look at, I mean, for, for Paramount Press plus home of uh, Yellowstone. Well, if, uh, if, now, if, now Paramount, Net, Paramount <laughs> Network. <laughs> Paramount. <laughs> also was, was curiously a Peacock thing, which NBC didn't even mention it, even though it's on Peacock, but that's a curious mention. But yes, yes, for yeah. Yellowstone and for Paramount Plus, certainly. The, 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 the problem is that everyone is going for these, these, these three awards that were given out last night, and they're spending a lot of money, and they're setting up a lot of shows they wouldn't otherwise uh, set up as contenders for this, and they're voting a huge part of their strategy for this uh, show that that uh, I, I don't think we got our Emmys ratings yet, but I imagine it'll be not not huge, not uh, on against Monday Night Football, but you know, for for Paramount to just say to just to just make a decision, and say uh, okay, well, we don't particularly care about Emmys, and we're not that's that's not what we're in the business of. Uh, what's the downside of that for them? Yeah, streaming services are looking to get. You know, again, who who is your audience? Who are you, quote unquote, targeting? What is the you know, what's the the audience here? You know, HBO is 
famously, you know, uh, not been in every household, not everybody, you know, for decades, you know, the Sopranos could win 50 Emmys and it wouldn't, it wouldn't add 5 million subscribers, you know, uh, it just wasn't the case. It's uh, so it's, uh, it's not the only way to success by any means, you know, in the television business, it's just one metric of it's an, it's an artistic award. I mean, that's, let's face it, you know, it's not uh, something that's related to popularity or anything else. And, Businesses are win by popularity, not by, you know, getting a grant from the government to support an artistic endeavor that, you know, uh, they're two different things in, in a sense, you know. But you're, you're, you're two, you sort of had two paths to glory in the, the, mm, in the golden right, days. You know, right. you, had, you had kind of the HBO path and then the CBS path. You know, HBO path was was all prestige. The best people want to work with us, the, 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 the buzziest shows. And then the CBS path of we're going to give Mark Harmon a zillion dollars and there won't be a single profile of him in the New York times while they do, you know, 500 profiles of John Hamm every, every season of, uh, exactly. Of, and of CBS that. will make a lot of money from that, even though, you know, without that. And what it, what it seemed to me in the, the streaming age is everybody go is going the, the, uh, the HBO route uh, down the HBO path. Nobody was going down the CBS path except maybe, maybe Paramount plus or maybe Peacock. Yeah, or the the floor, you know, is open, and I think you know Netflix has played a bit in that realm, but uh, Netflix is definitely more of a, a global game to play. So it's not exactly the domestic part that those things were. But um, I thought the Squid Game wins were were good, you know, a nice sign and a good, you know, I don't know if it's a surprise or not because the pop the show was extremely popular. But uh, that was one thing that that I thought was great to see. Number one and, and number two was you know a nice boost for for that franchise and and for Netflix's global model, if if you will. Yeah, and you know that maybe maybe that ends up being being a third path the 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 global the global shows and the global successes. It's uh, it, it it it's hard to replicate that that a lot of times, but uh, but they're they're out there doing that like no one else is. So maybe that will become uh, the the the, th- the great third way. Yeah, because that's really the only one that had this like wide appeal and emmy win you know in a way like that was you know the biggest hit last year so it's like that was kind of the the old model of a, of a west wing where you get 20 million viewers and the emmys you know it seems now as you said you gotta choose one or the other but squid game was the one show that won last night that you could are you know definitively say this is a popular show and it won some major you know some major categories you know um then i'll give one small one small win to uh, Gene Smart's Botox guy. I love that <laughs> speech. <laughs> that was very good. That was a good. That was a good line. I, I was curious though. She she mentioned uh, uh, in that speech. She she mentioned uh, Rachel. How do you say Brosnahan for Miss Brosnahan? Ms. Maisel correct, yeah. had sent her before the show uh, uh, some very giant uh, designer chocolate chip cookie. What what I was wondering is, did she send that just to Gene Smart, or did she send those to uh, all the nominees in that category? Do we? I, I'd like some. I, I'd like to see some reporting on that. <laughs> uh, I have to uh, reach out to Rachel's rep on that one and see if there's a if there's a comment. Uh, I, I would. Uh, she seems like a very lovely person. I would say she probably sent it to all the the, the nominees. But uh, well, that's that's a beautiful gesture. Then uh, it's, listen, I'll take a designer cookie any day. That's nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I did our, uh, you know, I, I pulled the the wake up readers on on uh, on Monday morning asking, you know, so the ratings last year, the audience last year was netted out at seven point eight million on CBS. So uh, I asked, is it going to be, you know, essentially seven point five or lower, or is it be seven point five to nine or nine million over, and you know, seventy five percent of the 
cynical or very astute uh, angler audience was saying 7.5 million or under. So people seem to think the uh, the trends at least are probably going the other direction, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, this is the actuarial question with with uh, Emmy's ratings at this point, right? That you you this is a legacy audience, and um, what percent of last year's audience is still able for various reasons to operate their remote control? It's like what do it like what 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 percent have gone out of the remote control remote control uh, able able demographics since last year is uh, is how I would try to compute that because you're not adding one single viewer They're, the they, kids aren't uh, showing up the, the the incredible thing is that they've geared the show entirely to try to increase the audience like it's 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 almost it's it's 90 percent acting awards there's no talk of anything technical or right that's they got rid of those anything. yeah those are gone yeah it's it's it, it's jokes and acting awards and that's it and they still can't and they and they still can't boost the, they the numbers. It down well the thing that always gets me about this is I, you know, I don't know. I'm sure they focus group this kind of thing, but you know, the speeches are what people generally want to see out of this. I, I, I think as a viewer, and they always shortchange. You know, famously, obviously, I'm getting played off, etc. And then last night it seemed especially egregious for people were like they literally got their award in their hand, and like I'm down to 35 seconds. You know, they they were even like shorter than usual. And there's just so much fat still in these shows. Do we need a, a four minute law and order sketch? You know, that's not why someone's tuning into this. Why? I don't understand. Am I just missing something or like I, the, the, the montage of t- me. the montage of TV doctors? Yeah. Uh, right. I, I didn't know what the what that was leading up to or the point of that was. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, like it's honoring, you know, the, the business of television or, I, you know, there's a bit of that to it. But there's a lot there's still a lot of you know if we only got three hours we got to pack all this stuff in i'm like you got a lot you can trim here you know and then there's also like it's great when you have a comedic talent doing a presentation i thought steve martin and and selena and, and martin were great yeah. last night and then you have non-comedic talent forced up there to give some stick it's like just let the proper comedic <laughs> talent bj novak and mandy Kelly were very funny let yeah, those yeah. talent do a thing and if you have a dramatic actor or just let them come up and say and here are the nominees you know and on our way no but not everybody has to tell a joke on the emmys i feel like no point in throwing a hand grenade to to a dolphin there as i heard, <laughs> exactly. heard it described uh by others it's it, it just that's that's just not going to go off well um yeah 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 and uh, the shtick uh, outside the presenters was entirely unmemorable. They had they had the, the, the announcer just sort of talking over as people were coming up uh, to accept their rewards, and uh, I, I, it 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 seemed very confused of uh, what what uh, what the effect they were trying to achieve here was. Yeah, that announcer. I mean, and Sam J did. It, I love Sam. Very talented. I love uh, I love what she does. But it's you know. The Oscars, I think they started that like with a DJ, like, you know, I think the request lovers and they kind of like became a staple of this where this is a now another role in the show. And I, I'm like, I don't know that this is, you know, it was kind of when there was a, you know, the, 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 the crowd, this Emmys and needed a little more, you know, judge to help the show along. And I don't know that adding that in versus just the voice traditional, you know, up next we have, you know, come back Denzel Washington, you know, that traditional thing was that broken of, we need to add more time here. So, uh, you know, anyway, you know, I, I've, I've always resisted the idea that, that the, these, these big shows should go to streaming because 
Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I thought when that ha- when that happens, you'll be giving up on on trying to do a, a, a big broad celebration of the, of the medium, whatever it is for for a wide audience. But it might be time to just say that that ship has sailed now, and that's <laughs> that's not that's not come we're that's not coming back anytime soon. And that and, and you're not you're not winning over new people with that with that presentation. So. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it should go to streaming and just be sort of an effete celebration of prestige television and and uh, and you know lock lock all the uh, the CSI people out out on the streets and uh, and uh, call it a day there. Well, okay. well, we'll we'll put that in the, in the add that to the suggestion box, right, Richard? Next year's the seventy fifth year, Richard. So seventy fifth anniversary years next year. So get ready for. For some more pomp and oh, circumstance, boy. either way, the, yeah. The the problem with with all these when they 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 face their an, anniversary, it was a, I, 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 I was at the LA Times and I was on the the committee uh, to come up with uh, celebrations for the 125th anniversary of the paper, and and I, I kept I kept raising the question: Is this is this the best time to spend a year leading with the messaging? We're really really old. <laughs> is, is that is that really what? But we we ought to be communicating right now. That's the uh, takeaway we want to give to our audience, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, and, and next year to to celebrate. Hey, this this median is older than your grandparents. Uh, that's maybe that's a winning message for to bring in new audiences. Grand people love grandparents. Yeah, we're we're still here. I guess maybe you know the, the theme, but uh, we'll see what tricks they pull out next year to. Uh, who knows? Liven things up. Who knows what it'll be? But uh, either way, it'll be still up against uh, NFL football, which is probably the biggest change that the Emmys could try to make to maybe help out their audience last night. I'm sure just to brief you, Richard, there's an excellent uh, game on ABC and ESPN with the, with the Broncos and the Seahawks that went down to the last 50 seconds uh, with the one, wow. one point game. So they had a formidable challenge uh, with the Russell Wilson, the quarterback. Of Seattle for many years for turning home as a, as a, the quarterback of the Broncos. So I, you know, didn't do themselves any favors. It's not that they have a choice, but going up against football, maybe the, the best thing they could do to, to help out the ratings for the show. I mean, given who the audience is and everything, why aren't they doing this on Sunday morning opposite meet the press or something? <laughs> <laughs> Go where your audience is. Is that absolutely. Is that I mean, that seems where you're, where they, you know, go, go against Davy and Goliath reruns. All right, Academy. Well, we've, we've given all the ideas we can, uh, we yeah. can try to try to help you out here, but <laughs> just trying to just trying to help. Just trying yeah, to exactly. We do we do it because we love. That's why. Um, and you're just Richard. Just I'd love to just you know recently back from Toronto, you wrote a great column. If anybody hasn't checked it out, uh, at theankler.com. I suggest you do that. Um, you know, reading the cover, um, I didn't go when I'm you know just here in New York doing my my newsletter every day. Uh, just the, the vibe from the writing and the Twitter conversation, it seemed like, and I've been to Toronto, you know, not in a few years, but I've been there a few years prior to that, you know, did it feel like this is back to a degree of like, Oh, you know, the, the, from the, from the pandemic, you know, kind of two, you know, bad, bad years there. Did it well, feel like that? Or did it feel like old times or what was, give me like, what was, what was your sense? You've got, you know, a veteran of many festivals and certainly a TIFF. What was your, your, your feeling, you know, that this weekend? I mean, it was weird. It was sort of like a Potemkin festival in a lot of ways, because there was, 
there there were there were a lot of great films a lot of films people yeah. were really anxious to see and it Definitely. was I, I don't think you know i don't think anybody could have seen all the all the films they wanted to see and 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 uh um so you, you it, it made you feel excited for for the film medium and excited for cinema excited for a lot of these big releases and there were a lot of people there it, it looked like a, a full-blown festival with with you know stamp huge lines going four blocks long to get into the to get into the screenings and people fighting for tickets and and uh trying to sell them online and everything every, everything else you'd want to see what yeah. there wasn't was any kind of frenzy about acquisitions or mm. about or really like heated sense of what are the prospects for these films or anything it, it was kind of i went to i went to three premieres in two nights for for three three very big bros bros uh glass onion the the the, 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 uh, the second sequel, yeah. out from, and then uh the the fablements uh, all, all these films were uh, i enjoyed all three of them and they, they were met with i would say like rapturous festival responses which yeah you know i don't trust my own response at a festival so i take, <laughs> I take the rapturous response and i like them very much so I'll, I'll i'll see what i see them at uh at, at the uh local multiplex uh how they are but um but it was kind of like okay that was great and now so you know they, they all had very different agendas there knives out is is going to be for netflix and the Fablemans is starting Academy campaign and Bros is about to launch commercially. Um, but it was, it, it used to be, you would see a film at a festival that would, that, that, that would be popular and everybody would jump out of their, their seats. Right? Oh my God, we found the next little Miss Sunshine. This is going to take over the world. This is be the biggest film anyone ever seen. And there's kind of no sense of that. There was no, there was no heated acquisition for it. There, there, there were there were a couple of films that that were unacquired that were getting a lot of a lot of very good buzz as it was I did but I you didn't hear any acquisition talk around them at all um, which you would have thought ten years ago they there would have been five bidders and they would have been snatched up and just because the the breakout director they they wanted to do business with so it it, it, it was kind of like we're half there but it was like what does this add up to. Yeah. And I think, you know, and even going in the market aspect of it was like, there wasn't a lot of films going in looking for a sale, which previously in most years, that is usually the case where people, you know, whether it be an independent film you haven't heard of or someone with a big A-list star that was, you know, like, like um, the Paul Giamatti film uh, that sold the Alexander Payne movie that sold for $30 million to focus like that was a, you know, Miramax produced that independently with the intent of selling it to someone and they, you know, and they did, but there wasn't a lot of those going on as a part of the market this year. So yeah, definitely. And, and there always was that, not always, but hopefully it was that kind of like that thing where film screen, you know, several times through the, the period. So it's not just a one screening thing where you have that independent film that has a hot screening on the first Friday or Saturday. Yeah. And everybody's scrambling for tickets for the next Tuesday screening or whatever it is. And, you know, so it doesn't sound like that aspect particularly was something that came out of the weekend then. But you have, you have, you know, a limited number of, specialty labels the yeah. studio ones uh you know basically searchlight focused and and sony classics you know aren't big in the in the festival pickup game they you know they were all there with their own movies that they produced right. and made right and they're not big in the the festival pickup game in the way that they might have been 10 years ago 
Uh, and then the streamers, which which uh, which which three or four years ago were going crazy buying things from Vessel. I mean, Netflix had eight movies there, and I, I think I think Amazon had had four the movies that they had, had produced yeah. and made. So so they're not like coming there looking to fill up their their bags with with fresh films in, in the same way they once were. So yeah, it's just a different vibe. Gotcha. And in terms of like just the wondering about the fatigue, where this year I felt like. Telluride and Venice and Toronto are really on top of each other from just the, the vibe in the room of talking to people, you know, was there a little fatigue or was there excitement to be back or, you know, is it, or is that anxiety we've talked about, you know, around town filtering in, or just curious what the, the vibe from the executives <laughs> and people you talked to was. The people I saw that, that there, there, I saw one person that, that, that had done all, all three in the past week, uh, <laughs> Telluride, Venice, and, uh, and then Toronto, that person looked extremely tired. Um, but I think people were excited to be there. They were they were excited about the movies that were showing. Like just as a as a purely as as film lovers, there were there there were there were a lot of films people were excited to see. So um, just what's it all what's it all going to add up to? Big big question marks hanging. Exactly. Well, now everybody gets a breather till uh, the New York Film Festival on September 30th. So <laughs> a couple of weeks off between the Emmys and the New York Film Festival. So uh, yeah. use, your, use your time wisely. Unless, you, of course, you have an, uh, a show launching on network television, which uh, premiere week is uh, next week. Uh, back in, That's still around, Richard. So we still have that vestige of broadcast television history launching next week. Absolutely. ABC, we're, we're still the one. <laughs> and, and NBC is still proud as a peacock. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if they still do those. Those videos are great to watch on YouTube of the old, you know, marketing campaigns that or internal sales tapes that they make, used to make the stars I, do. I wonder if I guess oh, I they still have to exist, right? My favorite thing. Uh, look, look it up on look it up on on YouTube, or we can put it in the the show notes. Is um, ABC in like 1980, 1981 did this special sort of meet the stars of our new seasons special hour long where they had they but the conceit of it was that all the stars of the new season were sailing on the love boat uh, for the night but the so the love boat but the love boat crew was all in character but then (laughs) but then uh captain steubing would say and meet stephanie powers star of our abc's new show heart to heart Right. Um, and they and and then they they did the the crew of the Love Boat performed a musical number. Oh my! Uh, for for the stars of ABC, consider yourself at home on ABC, which is uh, one of the uh, led by led by Gavin McLeod, which is one of the most fantastic things you've ever seen. And uh, and it, networks should definitely start to make all their casts do that now hour-long fall specials i love it well we'll we'll put that in the suggestion box too richard and see us uh, see, yeah. <laughs> see, see who takes it uh well thanks for chatting today richard uh good to talk yeah to great talking to you you know we'll uh probably be back for the oscars the globe well the globes we'll see so we'll keep our ear out for uh for that announcement if that's coming we've back. got we've got 25 shows to get back together for before then we get <laughs> Critics' Choice and the the and the the downtown Tempe Critics Circle and and uh, and, and all sorts I can't of miss other. Can't miss that one. Yeah, don't yeah. miss it. All, all, that coverage and more at the Ankler. So uh, <laughs> remember to uh, check out theankler.com. Um, and we'll be back here soon for another edition of the Ankler Hot Seat. Thanks for listening. <laughs>